Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. We're so excited you're taking the time to be with us today. I am joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. How are you, Chad? Hey, Jim. Doing great. Things are going well, man. We were talking just a little bit ago about the awesome privilege opportunity we have and interviewing and talking with our guest and excited for uh, Coach Len Visser uh, to join us today. I know that you're going to enjoy listening to his story, um, building culture and uh, girls volleyball down here in South Florida. And I've known Len the past several years and uh, just a little more uh, intimate the past three years as we served alongside each other at uh, Boca Raton Christian School. But uh, Coach Visser's been there over 20 plus years. He's the um, girls volleyball coach and he's got some exciting things happening as he was uh, just named the new head of school. So congratulations to Len and his family, um, just his new leadership role. So we'll be praying for him on that. And then as a coach, Chad, this is the first time the high school has ever advanced to the state championship game. And so uh, we're wishing the Blazers the best of luck as they're going to be competing for a championship here in the next few days. But as we get into the episode, Chad, you got anything that we should uh, tune into or lock into for our listeners? Oh, man. Well, I think, first of all, this is probably uh, when you go back to the history books, but I think this is the first Canadian mm. that we've had on the podcast. And so hey. just love, love that. Eh? And uh, yeah, just hearing his, his hockey background, some of the stories of, of playing with the NHL, future NHL uh, players. And um, I think the top thing tune into this is uh, you can hear throughout just his purpose statement, his uh, the Bible verse that he has centered around his team. Uh, he has it on their T-shirts. He has it on his wall. Um, so I think that's just a great reminder for him as coach to stay focused, but also just for us to um, glean from and, and learn. Um, but yeah, there's so much more. I loved even just watching the video. You guys check this out on YouTube and you can just see your guys' body language and uh, it just uh, brings even more out from the conversation is just seeing it in, in person. Well, respect Coach Visser, what he's doing there at the school, um, turning into a great leader, a great coach. And um, we remind all our listeners that our, our mission and our purpose is to serve coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. Uh, enjoy Coach Len Visser. Mr. Coach Len Visser, how are you, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us and those who listen to our podcast. We always like to ask our guests our power question. So Coach Visser, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? That's a great question. The first thing that actually comes to my mind is something that actually uh, Chaplain Steve Ross used to say here at this school, and he's since since passed away. Um, but it was also, it, we're always re, we were always reminded of it by um, our headmaster, Dr. Tenney's. And that is, it's an opportunity to touch lives that will last a lifetime. Mm. That's the first thing I think about. And so, you know, obviously the other amazing thing, it's an opportunity to pour into the lives of the girls. Um, and I try to do that through devotions, prayer, um, and just life on life moments. Uh, th th that's very important. You know, we do our devotions, for example, and uh, we I'm actually using a book right now. I actually happen to have it here. It's called Winners Win. Um, mm -hmm. It was somebody that came to our school and her name was uh, Tanika Rubin. 
And I was like, wow, this is going to be life on life because this, this is a female basketball player. And how can I utilize that with my girls? And we have just been having some amazing devotions. And I'm going to be honest with you. The devotions are way more important to me than Mm -hmm. the actual volleyball game. And the girls are starting to realize that, but I will say it's even more and more now than when I first started coaching. So very interesting. And then of course, the importance of prayer and us all doing it together. We take turns praying. I remember one of my assistant coaches who was originally one of my volleyball players from way back in 2006. She said to me, coach, I don't know if you realize this, but when you asked me to pray in front of all the girls, that was the first time I ever prayed in front of my peers. Wow. I was like, wow. She goes, it was the most nerve wracking thing Mm -hmm. ever. And I was like, wow, praise God that you were able to do that. And she goes, yes, thank you so much for that. And I was able to build a relationship with her later on as one of my assistant coaches, which was really cool how God did that. You know, and then just the life on life things. And I just have to, I knew this was coming up and something happened to me the other day. And I was like, I have to share this. It was just so amazing. So one of the key things that are in on our program is we want to teach integrity and character, Mm -hmm. right? We had a girl named Michelle Taylor and she was amazing at this and she was a true leader. She's now uh, actually going and playing volleyball um, in college right now. And her dream is actually to come back and Mm -hmm. be a coach and maybe that might happen. She might take over my role, but (laughs) that would be awesome because she has the same heart as I do about every, for many things, but she left a legacy. And so I have this girl who's in eighth grade, happens to be in eighth grade, coming from a different school, coming from a club program where she came in and she had to, she came in late. She had to fight for her position. She wasn't given the position maybe that she feels she should have got, but she got another position that bumped other girls out. And it was the whole mean girl thing and drama Mm -hmm. and such. And, you know, she just, she's learning to put up, up, up a wall. And so I was like, cause, cause I'm sensing it. Mm-hmm. So we start with devotions at the beginning of the year and she's just kind of like all over. And this is why we're doing this. I don't get this. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand our culture yet. So yeah. she's learning it and she's learning it. And I, and I said to her, I said, so what do you think now about the idea of integrity and, uh, and character, what we keep talking about? She goes, well, it's tough coach. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, why do you say that? And she goes, well, because I've never been told that I've always been told to try to get the point the, the best that you can. And if the ref calls it, the ref calls it, even if you know you touched it or if it was in or out or whatever, it's the ref's call. And I go, well, that's true. It is the ref's authority. It is the ref's authority. But, um, but basically if you know something that you can be a light and shine for the people in the stands for whoever it might be, that's how we can shine for Christ. Yeah. And so they said, coach, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? I go, well, she goes, you know how you decided to put somebody else in the middle position and you put me back to the outside position? That person, um, I should put on do not, do not disturb. That person <laughs> came up to me and said, I really hope you do well in this position. These are some things uh-huh. you want to really focus on. She was flabbergasted. Yeah. In fact, tears were coming in her eyes. Um, I don't know how to put this thing. Hmm. Tears were coming through her eyes. Um, and basically she was just didn't know how to react to it. And it was the most amazing moment. And then I, this smile comes over her face and I'm just like, 
there it is. Yeah, it's a, it's that breakthrough moment almost. Huh? It was a breakthrough moment and yeah. it's so amazing. And so, you know, just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, well, just it's a, obvious. A, moment, a life on life moment. Yeah, it's obvious here in some of your stories as you just kind of get started here. You're, you're teaching life, you know, you're using volleyball. That's your platform, but we're ultimately teaching life. And we have a lot of coaches that may coach different sports and their platforms, basketball or football, you know, soccer, but we're ultimately coaching life. So I love that about the opportunity to touch lives. That's so good. Yeah. Well, take us back, Coach Visser. Um, growing up, man, where'd you grow up? What was it like? Home life, siblings, things like that. Oh, yeah. So it was awesome. I had a great, I grew up and I have no problems with it. Sometimes you hear people, oh, I wish you know, the high school wasn't, you know, I didn't like high school or I didn't mm. like middle school. I loved every moment of it. Yeah. My family was super close. Um, you know, I have two sisters and a brother. Uh, mm. We grow up in Canada. Um, and hey. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started in, uh, in actually in Ontario, where I was born, moved to Manitoba, each of them for seven years. And they moved over to um, Alberta. And in Alberta is when I, in Alberta is when I had the opportunity to actually um, learn about the game of volleyball. Mm. And, um, but it was watching my sister who was a volleyball player. That's where it all kind of started. And so um, just that our family is so tight and so close um, that um, it, I just had an amazing experience. And, yeah. you know, I ended up here. It's a long story how I ended up here, <laughs> but ultimately my family came and moved to Florida and I was still in Canada um, and I ended up uh, years later coming here and getting uh, an opportunity to to, uh, to coach at Boca Christian basketball. Oh, my first nice. Year, nice. Varsity basketball, which I did coach in Canada for 10 years, by the way, and did the club thing and all that fun stuff with volleyball. But I did coach basketball and many other sports. Um, and so I gave that they gave me the opportunity just to kind of get my foot in the door here. Mm -hmm. And then the next year I was hired on to Boca Christian and I've been the varsity volleyball coach ever since for the last 20 years. Nice. What, what sports did you play in high school or middle school? Oh, middle school, high school. Of course it was hockey in the winter. Yeah, time. I was going to say hockey in all, Canada. All day long. I actually used to be a goaltender, played with some guys that ended up going into NHL. And that's a whole nice. other story. I had opportunities. Uh, when I was 14, they said, you're going to go to the NHL, man. And so I was like, wow, well, eh, something happened. I, <laughs> And that didn't happen. And then, and, but you know what? Praise God. It didn't because I'm yeah, so God always has a bigger plan, there. bigger yeah, plan. That's a difficult situation, but yeah. So I played, uh, and then I was a soccer guy, okay. um, in, in the summertime, those were kind of my two keys, but then in school I played basketball, volleyball, ran track and field, ran cross country, played badminton, uh, did all the sports. I yeah. just, sports was the reason for me to go to school. Yeah. I can relate to that big time. I can relate to that. Tell me about uh, maybe some uh, similarities or differences between, you know, whether it be playing or growing up or even coaching in Canada and then in the United States, maybe specifically Florida. Any similarities or even, you know, uh, opposite things that you experience? Yeah, I mean, um, so so I guess pretty similar. I mean, we went we were it was about going to provincials versus going to states was mm. always the goal. Okay. It was a one thing I did do for coaching for 10 years and never got paid. That was more of a volunteer thing mm. in Canada gotcha. versus here. So I volunteered my first year at Boca Christian. Then I found out coaches actually got paid. Ah. But that's all. That's a whole other story. <laughs> no, those huge stipends at the Christian yeah, school. Yeah, the huge right? huge stipends. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, 
it was volleyball in Canada was was coming becoming big. I started up a, a club in Canada with a couple okay. other people, and I ran that for a while. But I'll be honest with you, when I came here and moved here, I was like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, be able to have my time. I coach against uh, a guy by the name of Dean Barboza, an amazing mm. uh, mentor for me. Uh, runs the tribe organization and um he got a hold of somebody said there's a guy at boca christian that we need mm. to get onto our team and so next thing i know i'm coaching club volleyball and from there i'm helping a, a program start at tribe one of the first coaches praise god this mm. year i loved the program i loved everything about it but i was able to retire from it mm. and and god gave me this feeling of yep yeah, it is time for that okay. but it's still not time yet at boca christian Gotcha. You're still you're still there. And there's a reason that you're still doing that. And I ultimately look at that as a time that I'm going to be able to touch the lives of these girls. And the awesome thing about being in a club, which was a not a Christian club, but it was an owner that was a Christian and a lot mm -hmm. of Christian coaches was that I could teach them character and integrity without men mentioning Christ right. because you, you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. But at the same time. I did it sometimes anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prayed with my girls when somebody got hurt or yeah. if somebody was driving and they may, I remember somebody getting in an accident. I said, ladies, this is what I'm going to do. You choose what you want to yeah. do right now. You know, meditate, yeah. don't listen, yeah. pray, whoever you pray to go for it. Yeah. Well, that's good to know the wisdom of the atmosphere that you're in. Cause I, yes. I'm now transitioning into a role where we use the word character coach instead of a chaplain and character moments instead of yes. a devotion. So we know ultimately what we're trying to share. So very similar. Yes. yes. Again, we're on the Christian coach podcast with coach Len Visser. He is currently the women's varsity volleyball coach at Boca Raton Christian. And I know you guys are in mid season right now. So yes. uh, just give us a little update about where you're at, the team that you have right now, maybe um, some highs, some lows, some challenges, the roster, whatever you want to, share with us. Wow. So this is an amazing season. And I'm going to say one word that sums it up special. Mm. In all my 20 years here, I've had some amazing teams, some great teams, some great players. And every year, the, the, the really great players leave and you wonder how are you going to get yeah. any better or what's going to happen? And God just continues to just uh, bring people in. And um, so this team is a special team. It's a difficult team to coach in a sense, because it's really the first time that I have girls that are sitting on the bench that deserve to be on the court mm -hmm. as much as the girls are on the court. So it's really been a trying to understand how to bring it all together to have the perfect lineup. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I have gone through in the 15 games that we played roughly, maybe 16 games, I have gone through eight different lineups, different types of playing a 5-1 or a 6-2 or a 5-2. I've gone through many, many different things because I have so many options. And what I'm trying to do is find the perfect, the perfect um, storm kind of mm. offense and defense that's going to allow us to move forward to states. Because ultimately, that has been one of our goals to go to states. Yeah. But by doing that, by honoring and glorifying God, which is mm. what you'll see on the back of every one of my shirts, mm. uh, my program shirts. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whatever you do, do it all for the honor of, uh, and glory of God. And that's my life verse as well. And that's how I coach. And that's what how I live and lead and 
in, in all things. But with that being said, we're doing great. Um, we do have three losses. But the thing, got, great thing about having losses is you learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. I always say a bad loss or a good loss is better than a bad win because you're learning some things. And those wow. three losses that we have, those teams deserved it. They played mm -hmm. better from uh, better than us. But it helped me realize lineups and where to go and what. And just the other day, two days ago, with that whole conversation happening, we've changed our lineup again. And so we'll see tonight at six o'clock what happens there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been to a few of your games. Um, I know you got a competitive group. I know you got a young group and they yeah. are special. I agree with that word and enjoy watching them. So uh, I wish you guys the best as you go through the season. Uh, let's transition. You mentioned this, and I know Dean Barboza and yeah. uh, maybe some other mentors you had growing up. You can go back to high school, college, and then maybe even now in the coaching profession, if you want to list two or three mentors and maybe what they taught you. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I'm the kind of guy that wears my heart on my sleeve, so hopefully I don't have tears coming down on this. <laughs> but I would say first and foremost, my first mentor was always my dad. He taught me so much growing up. Um, I remember one, one time when, um, I decided to quit cross country and he said, excuse me, I came, mm. hit, I came home. He said, you said that you did what <laughs> He basically took me by the ear, brought me back to the coach and said, uh, Len wants to try, uh, try out again, if you will allow it for cross country. I'm like, yes, dad I ended up having to run against my, my best friend who was way faster than me. And he kind of let me win. He did <laughs> let me win. And my dad was, and I was happy. Why didn't I want to do it? I was a kid. I didn't want to wake yeah. up so early in the morning. Yeah. Cross country. <laughs> so definitely my dad and I could just the work ethic that he's put into me and my brother, I mean, and my, my whole family, um, you know, of course my mom as well, but you know, dads have a special thing when it comes to teaching you work ethic and, and it's, and it's, it even leads into my, who I am as an administrator here at Boca Christian, mm -hmm. who I am as a dad, who I am as a husband. Um, and you don't realize it until you start thinking about it. I'm like, oh my goodness, it was my yeah. dad. The second person would be my younger brother, Tim. Mm. We have such an amazing relationship. Um, you know, growing up, he was always there for me. I was always there for him. He he hung out with me. I hung out with him. Yeah. Uh, there was a moment or a time when we didn't. But now coming back, we can talk about anything with each other. That's a super solid uh, relationship. We're the best of friends. And so he is huge. Um, and then of course I've had, uh, I, I try to think of coaches, to be honest with you, it's kind of sad, but I can't point out mm -hmm. a coach that would be that one coach, but I would say I've had some great mentors as a, as a teacher and a leader, uh, from, from Dr. Tenney's, who was our uh, late headmaster mm -hmm. to our current head of school, Mrs. Stapleton to some really good friends. I mean, even the goods giving me like, <laughs> I mean, I just, I look at a lot of people affecting my life. So it's hard to pinpoint it, but you know, you know, and then I have some spiritual pastor Mitchell has been mentoring me lately, our pastor here at the, at the church, which is amazing. So, um, and a couple of other people, you know, it's just, everyone puts a little bit in and it just, yeah. it's, it's, it's at the right time. It's yeah. at the right time when it all happens. And then I would even, this is a wild one my mentors are sometimes my parents mm. because those tough conversations that yeah. you have with them learning is happening. And if yeah. you look at it as a grumpy person that was like, you know what, 
just keep your thoughts to yourself. I always take it and listen yeah. and think about it and go over it. And then if it's right to make a move or not to make a move, I, I, I just lead that way. I like to collaborate. That's just yeah. the kind of guy I am. And I do have to give a shout out to my two assistant coaches, which are, who are wonderful. And I would say this, if you ever want to be a great coach, have somebody better beside you. Mm, right good. now I have Mark Del Bosque and that kid, he's a kid still, he's 25. So I call him a kid, mm -hmm. but he knows the game of volleyball. He mm. sees the game of volleyball. He understands the game of volleyball. He played for me and he was my court coach. And now he coaches alongside of me and I look up to him. Yeah, that's cool. Because you're never, if you ever think you're there, you're never there. Right. And then I have this wonder, wonderful, amazing assistant coach, Karis Hage, who comes along me and fills in the gap of being the mom on the team mm. to doing stats, but to, to build those relationships more so than I can with the girls to help me build the relationships. Yeah. So it's just a really awesome team. And that's cool. Cause I think sometimes as a younger coach, we get intimidated of maybe who we want on our staff to think that, you know, uh, our girls or our players might like them better, or they think they're, they're smarter. And, and then as we get older, we realize we want these people on our staff, you know? That is so true. And I could say that back in the day, yeah, the pride yeah. gets in the way and it it's does. like, okay, uh, I know a lot more about her. So right. that's okay. She could be my, <laughs> uh, oh my, at Tribe. Why do they keep giving me such good assistant coaches? Yeah. You know what though? I learned that it was to grow me as a yeah. coach. Iron sharpens hard. iron, right? Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned, uh, coach, the word culture. And yeah. I've had a front row seat for about 20 years. We were at, um, I'd say rival schools, but in volleyball, you usually got the better of us, but I got to watch you from the other side. And then the past three years, uh, have that front row seat. So the culture of women's volleyball at Boca is an amazing culture. So I compliment you on that. I seen it. I felt it. I've touched it. As you think about that culture, you, you mentioned these younger coaches. And so talk a little bit about the program of Boca Christian, um, maybe from the ground up to summer camps to um, gold medal square. I'm just, I'm talking some things that are coming to my Absolutely. mind, that overall culture of yeah. the program. Um, it's, it's been a process. And I think the first place to start would be again, back with Dr. Tenney's when he sat me down my first year of coaching volleyball here. And he, he opened up a book and it was the FHSAA finals book that they were the program and he said look at this coach and I looked and it was a coach that we play against and he goes look at how many years she's been there mm. and at that point I remember it it was 20 years she was at that school wow. look at how many times she's been to states or what she's done you're it's not just going to happen overnight yeah so I walked into his office and I said Give me five years and I will have this team at States. There's the old prideful, you know, <laughs> yeah. not so humble coach just starting <laughs> out here at Boca Christian, yeah. not really understanding what the culture was going to be. Um, but I had a group of girls that I would say were coal when I first started, when they started as pieces of coal. Mm -hmm. And by the time they were juniors and seniors, because I got them all a, a core group of eighth graders with some couple of two or three high school students that's what our team was yeah because volleyball was volleyball here but it needed to be stepped up to the next level right and so of course i can do that i'm coming in right <laughs> but anyway they did go from coal 
to diamonds. Mm. Not just in volleyball, though. I learned a lot over those five years, even though, and you know, my I, uh, the moment that I will never forget is 2006 when we beat, I'll say the team, Calvary uh, of Fort Lauderdale, Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale to Calvary Christian. Um, that moment was probably the, one of the proudest moments. But I, you know, I think about a lot of proud moments, but that was a proud moment. Mm-hmm. But, it, and then I reflect on that, it was all about volleyball. Then I reflected on, but how have you impacted the girls? Yeah. And from that moment moving forward is when I decided it was time to bring in more integrity and more character. Now, don't get me wrong. We used to still do devotions. And one of the things I really, I remember this, we, we used to go out on a tournament and I would sit them down before we would go to our uh, Disney trip or whatever. We would always have church before. And I talked to them about the way they wore their clothes and how they what, how they show themselves and the type of clothing, clothing they choose and, and different things like that. Uh, and, and it was the beginning of the culture that started mm-hmm. And then God just used it in an amazing way. And now it's, you will hear it out of the mouths of our girls, integrity and character. That's what we're about. And we all, like again, have on, on the program shirt, which program means from sixth grade all the way through uh, a senior, the verse is on the back, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I could turn my screen right now. It's on my wall. Yeah. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. First Corinthians 10, it's who I am. It's what I do. And excellence, 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 excellence is, is important. But through that character and integrity. So there's a team that you started. You're in five years. It's like, oh, my goodness, you did what you said you were going to do. Right. Started coaching in 2004, went to States 2006. Well, then there were some bumps along the way. And maybe a little pride gets in the way. Yes, mm-hmm. I got them to state. So yeah. I really had to learn some things. And I've committed to staying and not doing any kind of recruiting ever. I kind of, t- I try to teach people about that. You cannot recruit. God mm-hmm. is going to bring the right people at the right time. Yeah. Well, this year, God has brought the right people at the right mm-hmm. time. And things are looking great. If we don't get the states, the season was still amazing yeah. and worthwhile because of the lives that were changed. And these girls are drawing closer and nearer to God. So it's already a bonus. The bonus, or it's already a perfect season. The bonus would be going to state. There's the icing then. The icing on the cake. cake. And so throughout all of it, yes, we've done, I mean, I I started um, through Tribe, all of a sudden gold, actually prior to Tribe, Gold Medal Square came up through another club and I started doing it. And every summer we have some uh, uh, two coaches, we fly them in, from all over the, uh, the nation mm-hmm. and, you know, where different places they're coming from that have experience, I could easily coach it, but to let them come in and do it and get different eyes on my girls has always helped us. It puts mm-hmm. us ahead like a month. Yeah. Um, if there's any teams that we play against, just don't do it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, ultimately, yeah. the secret sauce, baby. And I'm going to be honest with sauce. you, many schools are doing it yeah. now. Yeah. And it's not just because Boca Christian did it because right. other schools were doing it, but I think tribe brought it to the next level yeah. and, and, and along that. So my girls go to tribe. Excellent. They go to another club. Excellent. They, yeah. I just want them to have fun and play right. volleyball and they know that it's not about, you know, if you're not having fun, don't, don't come out here. Cause yeah. why, why, what are you doing here? If you're not having fun. And so that's my other side of my personality. I have a lot of fun with the girls, yeah. a lot of laughs and a lot of giggles. 
and sometimes some serious times, right. you know, right. so, there's a balance. Of there's a balance there's a for that. Yep. And uh, so I just, I'm having so much fun. So I'm not ready to give it up. That's good. That's good. Again, with coach Len Visser at Boca Raton Christian, I'm going to show you coach a picture on my phone. Okay. Uh, you talked about a proud moment on the court. I was part of this and it actually popped up on my Facebook memories. So okay. I'm going to let you see the picture and then you kind of describe Describe the emotion and what happened to our viewers. Some are audio and some will see the picture. So you ready? All right. Oh. <laughs> all right. Tell yeah. me all about it. Uh, yeah. I know what that this is. like a, a school that was always our nemesis, right? That was that day. Oh, my goodness. There's so many, so many pictures in my head. Yeah. I thought you were going to put the one where my niece was coming in and as a her final year senior coming and hugging me, but having you hugging me, that was, that was definitely a proud moment. And as you think about proud moments, there are so many of them. And so I was like, if I had to think of a proudest moment. Where would it be? And that one is definitely in the top yeah. three. Uh, I don't know if it's number one. Yeah. In fact, number one might be the first time one of my players called a touch on herself. Hmm. Cause that wow. was amazing. Integrity. There's your integrity. integrity. Yes. Wow. And that and that legacy that was left behind by her, but definitely a proud moment. Um, it was <sighs> well on that team. You had your niece; she was a senior. Yes, this was a school that uh, in the area that has always been our nemesis. <laughs> yeah, been our nemesis, and you. Yeah, had they've always been the team way. that kept us from going to states, yeah. or and a, and a really strong coach there, and a really yeah. great program. And I gotta say that was the program that my headmaster pointed out. Yep. 20 years prior. So he knew she's still there, which is crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, all respect to her for what right. she's done at that program. And uh, I don't know if I'll be around for 40 years. of a program. <laughs> This is number 20, but we'll see what happens. But at the same time, it was just a, it was a proud moment. I was, it was very emotional for me because of my niece as well, being a senior, right. also knowing that she wasn't going to go on and play volleyball when she was in seventh grade, all the way through, until she had her knee injury, she was going to college to play volleyball. So we had to go through that. So yeah. that was an emo emotional part yeah. of it. For her, I was just excited for her. Yeah. I was excited for all these these girls. Some of them understood. Some of them didn't really understand. Yeah. You know, the seniors understood. You know, the Michelle Taylor, the Faith Morris, they, they understood. Right. But we had some new seniors that may not have had as much as understanding or the young girls that may not have. Yeah. I mean, this year I have six middle school girls on my wow. team. So the future looks bright. That's so good. that's yeah. good. Well, and I knew that was an emotional night. I knew it was a big win. I, I remember well. seeing your face. I remember hugging you. I remember seeing the girls. And man, yeah. we we got some nice uh, press on that. So that was yes, we did. Wow. We did. Hey, in fact, gonna... it was the uh, picture of the year in that's the paper. Right. That's my, right. My, yeah. Wow. All right, we're gonna uh, we're getting ready to close up shop, Coach. Appreciate okay. you taking the time. I'm gonna do something fun here. It's called my Rapid Ten. My okay. rapid 10. So I give you a minute on the stopwatch and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, All right. Okay. So this puts the pressure on. So uh, whatever comes to your mind, it's sometimes your favorite and stuff. So let's have some fun. Rapid fire. You got one minute. You ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Favorite restaurant. Ooh, McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> nice. Favorite ice cream flavor. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Favorite ice cream flavor. Vanilla. Vanilla, a favorite sport to play? Hockey. Ooh, nice. Favorite sport to watch? 
Hockey. Hockey. <laughs> All right. Dog or cat? Dog. Sports car or truck? Truck. All right. Beach house or cabin in the woods? Cabin in the woods. Okay. Favorite Bible verse. I think we already caught this, but first, first Corinthians 10, 31. All right. Favorite Bible character? Um, Joshua. Joshua. Nice. And last but not least, what would be one word to describe you? Uh, goofy. <laughs> <laughs> goofy. I love it. Hey, I, I'll add leader. Man, you're, uh, you're, you. you're, you're a good leader and I've watched you and I've watched you grow as a leader too. And thank so, especially the last couple of years, I know God's working in your life and in, mm. on your heart. Uh, as we always close coach, um, we close in prayer. So I'll ask you specifically, is there anything specifically that I could pray for, for you or your family? Oh boy. Um, continue, you know, my parents, um, you know, they're getting up in age and that's all good. And just that, that God would continue to watch over them. He's been such a blessing to them in their lives. And uh, okay. it's great to have them part of, of, of growing. Um, I am a grandfather now, so I would nice. want to lift up a little grandson, Benjamin, okay. for sure. And then uh, just lift up this season, um, you know, that we, uh, we would honor, continue to honor and glorify God on the court through awesome. character and integrity, for sure. You know, um, and then just that... Um, Boca Christian as a school would continue to just uh, honor the Lord mm. as well and continue to grow. We have an amazing head of school here and uh, mm. she's just such a great leader. And so just even, even lifting her up, which is a whole nother story, yeah. um, what she's been through. So just, uh, just continue to lift her up. Awesome. Wendy Stapleton. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's close in prayer. Awesome. God, thanks for an incredible conversation. We thank you for coach Visser taking the time to share and, Thank you for the impact he's having on Boca Christian and the volleyball program and his girls continue to watch over them as they wind down this season, uh, as they strive to play with integrity, they strive to be a program of excellence. And as his uh, life verses, they want to honor and glorify you. We also just pray for his parents, as he mentioned them uh, getting up there in age and how we all will eventually have to go through that stage of life. So we lift up his parents. We thank you mm. for his uh, his family. Pray for his grandson, uh, Benjamin, as he mentioned that, and the excitement of being a new grandpa. Uh, pray for also uh, just the school in general. Pray for the leadership. Pray for uh, the head of school, Wendy Stapleton, and um, just decisions and choices she needs to make. Thank you for this incredible uh, time that we can connect and we could um, just learn from each other. We ask this all in your name. Amen. 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 So thankful for Coach Len Vister to come and share with us. I just love hearing his story, his heart, and uh, and yeah. The, the Bible verse, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, due to the glory of God, just how that one simple verse is throughout his program and how he's teaching his girls that. And even the story of of the girl that had never prayed out loud, um, just kind of simplifying like as a coach, bringing prayer into the huddle, bringing the word in, into the huddle. Um, just those things as a Christian coach are going to uh, pay dividends and, and you just never know how they're influencing your, your student athletes. So just encourage you coach to keep it up. But Jim, what, what do you, uh, what do you take away? Well, just like you said, first Corinthians 10 31, what an incredible verse. And, uh, it's not just, uh, you know, something on the t-shirt or the wall. Um, although it is, uh, he's living that out. And, uh, 
I've got to see that firsthand. So appreciate Coach Visser being with us, sharing his story, his philosophy. I loved hearing a little bit about, you know, his culture and what he even did in the um, club world, you know, uh, non-faith uh, environment and being able to share his faith there. So I know that he's um, not only coaching volleyball, but Coach Visser is coaching life and having a major impact on these young ladies. 100%, 100%. And uh, there's just so many coaches out there that are doing this. And it's just been a gift and a blessing over 100 episodes now, just sharing these stories of, of number one, just a life transformed, and then um, a disciple making disciples uh, with what's in his hand, and that's sports, and uh, now into leadership into the Christian school. So just thankful for him to take his time, and just thankful for you, our, our listeners, to tune in and grow with us as we're just taking so many notes and learning and growing ourselves. And if you could rate or review this, this will help uh, spread spread the word, and uh, even more can, can hear uh, these powerful transformational stories. But uh, Jim, why don't you, you close this out? This is how we end every episode. You got this one. All right. We want to remind all of our listeners that the mission field is right where you are at.